Well, well, well. So another really great episode coming up with a very humble a young lady who will, I'm sure she's going to surprise a few people here. So looking forward to it, Victoria. I am very, very excited for this one. I've met Andrea a bunch of times in the Ottawa scene at networking events, but we've never been able to really dig deep into her background. So this is going to be the opportunity for me and then for the rest of the audience to hear her story. All right. And it's an inspirational one. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Hello, everybody. We are so pleased to have this special guest today. Victoria Clooney is my co-host, and we are hosting a podcast with Andrea Hudson. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Thanks for having me. So let me start by telling you what I know about Andrea. I don't think I know another person who is as humble as Andrea is. And this is what I mean. So we host events once in a while in Ottawa. And I'm pretty sure that Andrea has attended all the four or five or six we've done in the last year, year and a half. She's always there talking to people, doing the networking while she's a professional. And we've had lots of conversation, conversations But recently we were in Ottawa and Laurel, my wife, and I went and had lunch with Andrea. And out of the blue, not out of the blue, but through the conversation, I find out because I'm so here's what I'm thinking. Okay, she is a mother. She has a kid. She has a full time employment. She dabbles in real estate. So, yeah, probably a few doors here and there and who knows what else. I've never really went into depth. And then I find out when we're sitting there at lunchtime that she owns 71 doors. I mean, I almost dropped my fork, (laughs) which for me is a really big deal. 71 doors. And, and you're going your humble way, like, like, like this is nothing. So we're going to talk about that today a lot. So, and uh, Victoria and has a lot in common with you and I'll let, so now, you know what, I'm going to let Victoria take over here because we want to find out all about Andrea and, uh, and how somebody goes to not 71 doors without making any waves on the surface. <laughs> Thank you. And I, you know, the same sentiments, I met Andrea at networking events, and we always start conversations, but then we never get to fully finish them. So I was so excited for this interview today and and to really get to dig deep and and hear a little bit more about your history. So why don't you just open up the floor and, and let us know, how did you get started in real estate investing? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. I I started back when I was just out of university. I was actually looking for a place of my own downtown Ottawa. I live on the Gatineau side now, but originally I I grew up in a suburb in Ottawa, outside of Ottawa. And I wanted to live downtown because my job was downtown. I didn't want to have to commute. So I was looking for 
like an atypical triplex or something that I could live in maybe the basement unit, the smallest unit and have tenants help pay my mortgage for me. And at the time I couldn't find anything that suited my needs, but I did find a few properties that the numbers worked on, but the units were just a bit too big for me. Like let's say three bedroom, four bedroom units. So I ended up picking those, those units up while still living at my parents' house. So I had rental properties before I had a property of my own. And how old were you at the time and what year, not to give away, <laughs> in what year was this, just so that we can kind of gauge Absolutely. where the real this was, market was? Yeah, this was 2009. Um, I was, okay. I was 25. Okay. Uh, so anybody doing the math, I'm 38. <laughs> I'm 38 now. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what I, and, and, and they were student rentals and that's how I started kind of on the, the student rental scene. And uh, then I, I kept looking a little longer and found and, and ended up coming over to the, the Quebec side because the price point was a little bit cheaper and I could live in a condo on my own. I bought a property that had beautiful views of parliament, but the inside was straight from the 70s that had never been touched. So I renovated that and also bought another condo down the hall and renovated that one. And then I took a few years off and just kind of you know, seasoned the units that I, that I picked up, learned the ropes a little bit because I was starting from scratch and, you know, did the prop, I, I still do the property management of my, my rentals here in Ottawa. So, yeah. Okay. And now how do you get to 71 doors <laughs> from a couple and taking some time off? So I guess walk us through a little bit of like where that shift came. Cause it sounds like you were pretty intentional, but you know, that's okay for a couple, but 71, you have to be very intentional. So can you talk to us a little bit about that and what Absolutely. type of properties are they? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, so this was 2009, 2010 that I first started. And then I kind of just rode the wave until about 2017 when I picked up my next, it was my first commercial property. It was a five unit again here in Ottawa, another student building. And then, you know, I was, I was pregnant with my daughter in 2019, had my baby during the pandemic in the middle of 2020. Zero one ten would not recommend having a baby during a pandemic. And then started 18 months of maternity leave with her. And that's when I really picked up speed. I decided that I wanted to keep going on this journey and started looking in places other than where I'm from, other than what I knew, trying to, you know, grow, grow in different directions. So I went out actually out east and started purchasing in New Brunswick. Okay. And in 2021 and early 2022, I picked up 59 units in New Brunswick. 59 <laughs> units. Okay. Okay. You're going to have to unpack that a little bit. And now are um, you doing this on your own or are you with partners? Do you have a, like, how are you doing this at this point? It's, it's all, it's all by myself. I'm, I'm now trying to, you know, do a, a have a growth mindset and, looking into partnering with people and, you know, kind of broadening my horizons. But yeah, so far, everything I've done on my own, I picked up a, a triplex and a few quads in New Brunswick. And then I, and then I did my first big apartment building, a 48 unit out there. Yeah. So that was, that was my maternity leave. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Can you unpack that? Where in New Brunswick is it? Was it off market deal? Was it on market? They were off market. I believe the majority of them now thinking back, they were, they were mostly off market, but they're outside of Moncton. So not, not right, right in Moncton, but just outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
and you're still doing the, the property, but but you said you were doing the property management of your properties in Ontario, but in New Brunswick, you have property management? I did, yeah. There There is only so many hours in a day. And so, yes, it's, uh, I've been, I, I kind of, I did that a little bit on purpose, you know, because I, again, I, I like to fix things. I like to maintain things myself. So I, I kind of looked for properties outside of my area and also outside of my comfort zone, letting someone else take that over so that, you know, I can't. <laughs> so what type of education did you have? Because you came out of university. Okay, so you're a smart cookie and an educated cookie. But what did you know about real estate? Yeah, you picked up your first one and you were still living at your parents. But how do you go from, I mean, you need a little bit of knowledge. You don't just go out and, and buy 48, 48 plaques without knowing what you're doing. How did you get your education? I, you know, one thing that I wish I did a lot earlier was, was join some sort of program, some sort of coaching, because I, I did a lot on my own kind of weeding through, like going through the weeds at the beginning, making a lot of mistakes myself. And so I think when I, when I first started maternity leave, I signed up for a program that kind of helped me shoot, shoot forward, helped me open some doors, helped me have a better mindset on, on how to grow. And that allowed me to, you know, have a bit more, a bit more knowledge, a bit more confidence to do things more out of my comfort zone. Now, I'm curious because you work for the government. I do. Your husband too? Yes. So you could be one of those traditional couple and you're going to work till you're 58 or 62. You're both going to retire on a pension and live happily after for the next 40 years until, well, until the end. So why would you at some point decide, well, in addition to all of this, I also want to build a, an empire in real estate. What, what was your motiva motivation? What's your why? And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by LegalSecondSuites.com. Ken Beckendam is an amazing real estate investor. He understands the process of the conversion inside and out. And he has built one of the largest by volume design build firms in the GTA that specializes in legal multifamily conversions, anywhere from two to 15 units. And he's been involved in either the designer or the contractor in well over 250 conversion projects, which resulted in over 600 legal dwelling units. That is a lot of legal dwelling units. And Ken and his team at Legal Second Suites, they cover everywhere from Halton, Niagara, Haldeman, Norfolk, Brant, Hamilton, London, Tri-Cities, Barrie, York, and anything in between. He's one of the few firms that can complete the entire process for you from design to construction to property management. So it's truly a one-stop shop. So reach out to Ken at LegalSecondSuites.com. Again, it is LegalSecondSuites.com. And now back to the show. I think I'm a, I think I'm an, an entrepreneur at heart. I, I, I would like to work for myself and I would like to do something that I'm passionate about. I like my job. My job is interesting, but the passion's just not quite there. I, I'm very passionate about real estate and learning and helping. And this, this is where, you know, I have my joy. So how are you managing your time with all of this? Because even if you have property managers, it still takes quite a bit of time and especially with the amount of doors that you have and children. So yeah. What's your secret? Yeah. My secret. I, a few tips, tricks that I use. One thing is called time blocking. 
I used to just have a perpetual to-do list and whatever didn't get done that day got shoved on the top of the list the next day. And I found that that wasn't really working for me because one thing, if you know me at all, I'm really good at not doing the things I don't want to do. So they just pop up onto the next day, right? And then they pop, pop up onto the next day. So time blocking, what that is, if you're unfamiliar, is, you know, just setting up your calendar into small chunks of time. And, and, you know, you have, and you have no choice, but to focus on that one thing that you put in that time block. So, you know, if it's that thing that keeps moving day to day, you Mm -hmm. stick it Mm -hmm. in a block of time and you get it done. So, so that is one little trick that I use. Another thing is habit stacking, something it's basically if you're trying to do something new, sticking it onto something that you already do so that it's easy. You don't forget. It's not, it's not a big mental effort to start. So for example, I always wanted to do gratitude. I wanted to practice gratitude in my morning, but it's something that, you know, I was never really consistent at. So now what I do is I do it when I'm brushing my teeth. Love it. Right? You're going to brush your teeth every morning. So it's just something that you add on to the top, right? Multitasking when you can, but also being present for the important moments, right? So if you only have 15 minutes between one thing and another thing that you have to do at night to spend with your kid, be present. Don't do the social scroll, right? Like hang out, be there with her. So things like that, doing, uh, doing reading instead of watching TV, right? Like educating instead of, you know, just picking your time, choosing what you're going to do with your time wisely. I can see that you've done a lot of self-reflection and a lot of work just based on how you're talking and all the strategies that you're implementing. And I just think they're so important that and effective, right? When you can put the time in and you can identify where you struggle. And if it was on a time management, like you were saying, then go and put that time in to figure out what type of strategies are going to work for you. So I think that's awesome. So what is, what's next? What are you looking at next? You mentioned that you were thinking about partnering up or do you think you'll yeah. continue on yourself? Yeah, well, I think it's, it's time. It's time to branch out, partner up. There's so much to learn and why not do it in a partnership, right? Right now I'm in a bit, bit of a period of expansion. So I'm, I'm trying to work on what I can offload so that I can focus more on growth as well. I'm... So I'm trying to work more on my business instead of in my business Mm -hmm. uh, so that I can, you know, spread what time I have in the best, most appropriate places. So, yeah, I'm not sure right now. I'm still in the seasoning period of, you know, learning what all the new properties, you know, I find you have to go through each season to find out all the little things that, you know, might've been missed on an inspection or like a tenant turnover or things like this. So that's, I'm still in that with the New Brunswick properties right now. But yeah, and, I, and I, I'm starting to dabble in investing outside of Canada, thanks to Daniel. So yeah, so that's kind of on my, on my to-do list as well. I want to keep going with that. And are you happy in the New Brunswick market? Are you going to still continue looking there? Or are you going to take a bit of a pause with the, the shifts that have been happening? Yeah, I think, I think right now I'm, I'm going to take a pause. I was a lot in one year and I, I like to diversify. Mm-hmm. So I think that's enough there for now. And, you know, maybe look, maybe look a little West instead of East now as well. Like I said, outside of Canada. All right. So I would like you to share with our listeners, a success story. Tell us about a home run you hit out, right out of the ballpark. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. 
If you're a busy real estate investor or related professional and looking to build your brand and business, reach more people, and stand out from the competition, then you'll want to listen to the Personally Brandtastic podcast. I'm the host, Paul Copcut, and on the show we talk to leading marketing experts about building your personal brand with the latest strategies and ideas. Because marketing is how you get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose you. So if you're looking to build your brand and business, then check out the latest episodes of the Personally Brandtastic podcast on your favorite podcast player or app, or head on over to personallybrandtastic.com. And now back to the show. A home run. I mean, I think right now what I'm most proud of is is the the latest acquisition of that 48 unit. That one was was a lot of, you know, what I like to call speed bumps. You know, you go up one one side, you come down, you hit another one. Mm-hmm. And it was a long time, a long time coming for it to to finally close. But getting that done and, you know, this was this is what something something that I would consider a, a success story for myself. For no. that one, sorry, did you already have a team in place? Because you had bought, a, you said a couple, like a triplex and a, a fourplex. So you'd already established a team and then they were the ones that took that 48 or 49 unit. And what exactly do you mean by t- took? Like help me, help me yes, find help it? You. So for somebody who would be listening to this and thinking about, oh, I would like to go into a new market and then think about acquiring a property that size, what kind of tips or strategies would you offer for advice for somebody like that? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing as the small guys just on a bigger scale, right? <laughs> Don't be scared. It's the same thing. It, it, you know, there's, there's a bit more paperwork involved, but that's it. It's yes. I had a team. It was a fresh team though, because again, everything mm-hmm. happened in the same kind of short time crunch, but yes, it was the last of the, I have four, four buildings out there and it was the fourth, the fourth building. Yeah. So, so I had a, a, sorry, go ahead. Out of curiosity, what does a 48plex cost in New Brunswick outside of Moncton? And is it relatively new, very old? What, what, what type of building is it? It's actually, it's an adult, it's like an adult community building. It's a, it's, it's a giant bungalow. If it looks like Tetris pieces, to be honest, <laughs> like from Google Maps, it looks like two L Tetris pieces. I think one of the, one of the, the tenants was saying, if you walk if you walk the whole piece back and forth three times, it's a mile and a, <laughs> wow. a mile wow. and a bit. Wow. wow. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's just two giant bungalows. One was built in 2005 and the other one was built in 2008. So each side wow. is 24 units. Okay. And yeah, that was, that was going for about 4 million at the time. 4 million. Okay. Well, considering you buy a really nice fancy house on Mississauga Road in Mississauga for that same amount of money. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good move. Now let's go to the other end of the spectrum here. Can you tell us about a horror story? You you must, I mean, come on, you got you must have messed up or had a little mishap at some point in your career so far. I mean, I think one of the one of the big issues that I ran into was during the pandemic, having mostly a student rental base here in Ottawa when all the students all of a sudden didn't have to go on campus anymore. So they could move home. They could, things like this. So I, I really had to pivot, make different 
different options available to them, payment plans, subletting, different things like this to try and keep afloat. So I made it out, but it wasn't wasn't without effort. It was interesting, interesting times. And I think now, you know, we're all better for it because we've learned how to pivot, right? So yeah, that would be one of the tough, one of the tough things that I've gone through. Okay. What kind of lenders are you using for like student rentals and for the, it's an assisted living for the the no, unit, you said, or yeah, it's not quite assisted living. It's just kind of more of an adult community. So, community. you know, okay. mostly everybody's retired, but not, not quite assisted living. Yeah. Like I'm still using regular, regular banks, just commercial lending for the, for the five plus one. Yeah. I've not, uh, I have a wonderful mortgage broker. It's again, <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm sure everybody says it's all about your team. So, and it is, <laughs> they're not lying. It is all about your team. You need to have a great team and a mortgage broker is a really nice one to have in your pocket. So there could very well be in in all our listeners here, some ladies, women in their, I don't know, thirties who are like you, not happy with their job, but not necessarily satisfied. And what message or what could you share with them to, 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 help them make the the transition, not the transition, but the move from not being a real estate investor to becoming a real estate investor? Yeah. If it's of something that interests you, it's, it's really a mindset. It's, it's having a growth mindset and trying to get out of your comfort zone and learning, you know, learning about learning about something that you don't know anything about. That's where we've all started, right? We don't, we don't learn this stuff in school. We don't. So it, it, like if, if we did, we'd all be doing it, but it, it's this, this niche that, you know, wonderful community of people, so much free knowledge out there. So many people that are willing to chat, teach, you just got to get out there. You got to get out of your comfort zone and believe that, you know, you can do it too. It's none of us here are, I, I don't want to, it, it sounds negative, but we're not special. We're all regular people, right? We're just, we're just putting one step in front of the other and picking a direction and sticking with it. And, and you never stop learning because even though now with 71 doors, all people would just be satisfied and, and, you know, relaxing. You were at our last event, you were sitting in the front row, you asked questions of all the presenters, you were making notes. So you are, you're out there, you're doing it. And obviously you're going to get, we'll talk to you again when you go over your 500 door for another (laughs) podcast interview, but I cannot see any reason why you wouldn't get there. (laughs) So So let's talk a little bit about like where you're thinking about investing next. You mentioned outside Canada. So is there a certain area I can wager a guess, but I'll (laughs) let you respond. Yeah, well, I've I've picked up my first pre-construction in Costa Rica, actually, a duplex in Costa Rica. Yeah, so that should be should be finished being built in the end of winter, the end of winter, I believe, 2023. Is that is that in Azul? No, that's Everland. Riverland. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I can tell you it's end of end of June because I was talking yesterday because we're going to be there. I'm going to be there with Laurel for the whole month of August, surveying all of the different properties that we have under construction there. That one particular one is at the end of June, but good, good move there. We'll be, we're probably going to be neighbor in, in Costa Rica. <laughs> so fun. So Victoria, is this the time now for some lightning round questions? 
This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> lightning round, as, as the name says, is uh, they're going to be really speedy, fast questions. And you've got, I don't know, 30 seconds to whatever comes to your mind. And this is where we learn a lot more about you. So you want to start, Victoria? I do. Okay. So you, and I'm going to bring a little bit of a fastball in here because you mentioned habit stacking. So I'd like to know what does your morning routine look like? <laughs> I'm part of the 5am club. I'm up. Nice. I, I'm doing 30 to 60 minutes of exercise every morning. And then I'm, I'm getting ready. I, I'm, I need to be up before the house so I can get in some me time to fill my own cup. And then, you know, having my shower, getting ready for the day, I start work early so I can finish early so that I can get to my second job um, <laughs> and, and have some time with the family. So yeah, I'm, this is, is a very big part of my life. I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> Andrea, what is the best advice you've ever received from say another investor or a networking event or whatever? What, what's the best advice you think you've ever received? Best advice. I remember someone saying at one of the events in the last few months, and I can't remember who it could have been one of you, everything is figure outable. So, so, you know, anything is doable, right? And and we're all creative thinkers. So yeah, everything is figure outable. So this you apply to the 48, because after going from a five to a 48, if you can do a five, you can figure out how to do a 48. Why not? Why not? All right. Why not? Okay. What is your favorite book to date that you've read? Oof. I am a personal development junkie. So that's very, a very difficult question. I like you give top three if you want. Oh man, it's, it's very difficult to pick. I would pick and I'm terrible with authors. So there's one called atomic habit. That one, I believe is the one where Thank you. Talks about the habit stacking and Untamed by Glendon Doyle, I believe it mm-hmm. is. This was a really good one. I'm trying to think of a third. Well, obviously the rich dad, poor dad. If you're just getting into <laughs> real estate, this is the one you start with, right? Awesome, uh, this awesome. really gives you the, the open mindset that you need to have. See, this is what this is what's so fun with dealing with younger people like you. Because if you asked me that question, I'd be talking about Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and Les Brown and Mark Victor Hansen. But of course, they're all old. You know, some of them are dead. Some of them. Are, but anyway, but you're talking about the newer the, the newer gurus. The newer gurus. So, Andrea, what's the one thing you would do differently if you had to do it all over again? I- think that's a really good question. I think I would start sooner. (laughs) I would start coaching, like getting into a program, getting into something sooner that gave me more knowledge. I'd stop tripping over my own feet and let someone else teach me, you know, put, put the money into the coaching instead of your own mistakes, right? Learn from other people. That's, that's probably what I would, what I would do. 
Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Right. And like 25 is admirable, very admirable. And a lot of people start after that, but it's, I always explain the same. It's like a slow growth when you're not really being informed of all of the opportunities. So it's good advice. Now, what's the one thing you would not do again? I would not listen to people who have smaller goals than you do for yourself. (laughs) Okay. That's what I would not do. All right. Victoria. What, what, what aspect of yourself would you equate to your success today? Again, mindset. I think it's all about mindset, you know, having the growth mindset with maybe a, a side of tough love, you know, having discipline and consistency when motivation isn't there because motivation isn't always there. Motivation is rarely there. That's right. That is right. It, right. It is fleeting and the discipline is doing the things that you don't want to because you know you should. Exactly. 100%. And, and we learned earlier that you are really, really good at not doing the things that uh, I don't want to do. Right. Right. But then, but then remember this, I read one time a definition of happiness. Happiness is not having nothing to do. Happiness is having lots to do and not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> What, what one fun fact about yourself that only few people know about you? I love Latin dancing. I used to do a whole lot of it. Love it. Okay. Well, that could be almost, if you, if you do it really intensely, that's, that's part of exercise in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Latin dancing means countries of South America, good wine. I know from the fact that you are a, I don't know if you would consider yourself a wine aficionado, but you certainly know your wine, especially Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. And tell, tell us about your love or passion or like for wine. Yeah, I, I started actually making wine with my uncle. He, he's been doing it for years and years and now kind of have, have gone into a niche of, of making fruit wine, actually. A lot of wine connoisseurs would not actually consider fruit wine wine, but I, I like it. I, I find it's, it's fun to, you know, get what's in season and make, make wine out of it. Actually, right, we live in Niagara on the Lake and maybe 10 minutes down the road here, there is one winery that makes an absolutely delightful peach wine. And even though Laurel is a connoisseur and international judge, she really likes that wine, that wine. So yes, there are, if it's done well, it can be really pleasant. Victoria, any other question? I think my last question is you're very good at the networking events and it obviously you take advantage asking all the questions, but do you have any other tips that you would give the audience if they attend networking events or maybe they have a hard time showing up to these? You don't have to do it all doing, doing one, just, um, you're going in the right direction is more important than your speed. So just doing one and, and talking to one or two people. You don't have to talk to the entire room. Make good relationships with one or two people. And that will open up so many more doors than just saying hi to everybody there. Mm, I like that. Quality over quantity. Yes. All right. My last question is, Andrea, if I could wave a magic wand right now and take you, send you anywhere in the world right this minute, where would you want to go and why? Oof, that's a good one. I think 
It would be my grandma's breezeway on a hot summer day, you know, playing cards on that, that brown and orange old flowered patio furniture. I can picture it. Right. Listening to the rain in the breezeway, playing cards, everything is just so simple there. You, you realize what the important things are. And where is that, you say? In Peterborough. In oh, Peterborough. Peterborough, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's interesting because when we ask that question, most comes up is Fiji or Bora Bora or Barcelona, <laughs> but Peterborough, okay, fine. <laughs> you know what? I would take Santorini too. That's okay. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> all right. So Victoria, anything else? No, that's it. You've been a phenomenal. I just, I'm so impressed. I'm very impressed. I didn't know that much about you. And so it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you very much so, for having me. Considering that uh, how busy you are and uh, mother and, uh, and uh, everything else that you do, we really, really appreciate the time that you gave us today to share your wisdom, wisdom really, and the knowledge with, uh, with our group. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, looking forward to seeing you and talking with you at the next live networking event. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, <laughs> wow. Surprises there, Victoria? Many surprises. Oh my goodness. She is incredible, very inspirational. You're right about humble. I think that there's so many more layers that need to be discovered with Andrea that I can't wait to find out. But just what she did share with us is just unbelievable. Yeah. And hopefully, the, well, and, and I, I said hopefully, but. It seems to me that that's going to be inspiring to and motivational to a few people or, or some of our listeners, I should say. And, and especially the, while well, it inspired me to, because I get up at five o'clock too, but first thing I do is check my 150 emails from the day before or the <laughs> night before. So she, she, she does it much better by uh, starting a day with exercising. So maybe, maybe that's going to be, maybe that's going to inspire me to start doing that now. So who that's knows? Right. If you ever want a 49 unit, then start waking up at 5 a.m. and working out. All right. Okay. So again, folks, thank you very much for being with us today and make sure to keep an eye on your inbox every Friday. So when we send you a link to a new, amazing podcast recording, have a good day, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you, and we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.